Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of Better Let Me Tell You. Let me hint it. So we are here sitting outside it's finally a beautiful los angeles day it was shitty rainy weather last last night or yesterday but i'm glad that it all cleared up because i'm sitting here with homegrown miami boy done good bafta nominated you're the first bafta nominee we've ever had on the show so thank you for giving us that bragging right (laughs) alain mesa and I, I think we just had a whole conversation about your name, and I probably said it wrong, but it's, but it's all good. Straight from Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, man. No, of course. Thank you for having me, man. I, it's a pleasure to be here for sure. So, I mean, I, I got to start off by saying, you know, we'll, we'll work backwards, right? Like I just mentioned up top, you know, you are BAFTA nominated for your work in Call of Duty. I'm going to make sure I get it right for working Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 which was 2022's best-selling video game, not in the U.S., not in the U.K., not in Japan, worldwide. So fucking congrats on that. I mean, because that's a hell of an accomplishment. You were playing uh, Colonel Alejandro Vargas, right? Yeah. And you were nominated for for a BAFTA. I didn't know that BAFTA even did video game awards. You know, the Brits there and everything. (laughs) But what did that feel like? Just to be, I mean, I mean, take me through the whole Call of Duty experience if, if you have to. Yeah. But I mean, dude, that's fucking an accomplishment, you know, for for a boy from Miami eating croquetas to to being nominated for a British award. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm gonna hire you to do all my introductions. <laughs> you, you, you made me sound like way more of a badass than I am. So thank you. It's easy when I have good material. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So the BAFTA was definitely incredible. I knew that they had a BAFTA video game award ceremony uh, beforehand. Essentially, it's 
it is kind of like the you know like the video game Oscars, and. I knew that one of the other previous actors from the first game had been nominated as he should have. He was incredible. So I was thinking, man, like that is, that is like the ultimate of what could happen. Like you could essentially get nominated for a BAFTA award from doing this video game. Like, I, I mean, I remember I was coming from being, you said it home, you know, uh, croqueta eating Miami, Cubano, yeah. struggling actor trying to, you know, book work, man. And then I booked that and I just, the possibilities for me just started to go through like a film in my head. And I was like, Hey, like I can do this. I can do that. What's, what's, you know, with the amount of work that I'm willing to put in, what's, you know, what's the, the reach on the sky, you know, what's the limit. And it just kept going. And the role just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I just was overwhelmed by the end, man. And I'm still overwhelmed. Yeah, well, I will tell you first of all, the limit there is none. You're the child of immigrants. We are trained that there that oh, that, yeah. that our our parents came to this country pa mejora, pa seguir, palante, and so there's a there's a little bit of pressure in the best way possible. I think sometimes where it's just like, all right, no, I'm 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 going to realize their dreams. So there is no limit. Let me just preface that, like, that like you, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you you got to keep going. So you know, you you just you hit on something that you said. You know, the role kept growing. Now. You, you know, again, I I would say of all the acting work out there, the one I know least about is actually video game acting. And I think that's probably because in the grand scheme of it all, it's still relatively new. You know, the whole motion capture suits, I'm assuming you, you went through all that. And what is that? How does one get to, to that? You know what I mean? Because I, I'm assuming there's an audition process and all that, but I think they've got to see something in you that says this guy could be pixelated. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. for, for lack of a better way of putting it. Right. It's I think so. I mean, uh, from what I know, from what the director and the writer had told me is that they saw a certain intensity in my audition that they liked. Certainly the physical features, uh, maybe I don't know. Um, maybe I'm being too nice to myself. Chisel chin. <laughs> I'm sitting across from you and it, there, there's a little, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the collar. Okay, it's a, you know, okay. the, the, it's the chiseled chin and the, and the thick eyebrows. I mean, okay. I, I see it. That's leading man right there. Yeah. Uh, but aside from that, I think maybe that they also picked up and uh, the animators might've said, Hey, this guy has interesting enough features that we can animate. And they're kind of going to give us this, the type of feel that we want for this character. Essentially, they don't know what they want. That's the thing. I mean, it, really? I mean, they, they have an idea in mind for the character, but they don't know what that character is going to look like, especially since it's going to be modeled after the actor. So it's kind of one of those things that you get in front of them and they maybe they just see it at that point. Or they have some sort of uh, uh, they see a little bit of light. And then once you kind of get in there and show them, hey, this is the rest of the stuff. These are all the rest of the tricks that I have. Then it starts to open up for him, and then it becomes something. It, we we met in the middle for sure. Wow, that it's interesting because you know I, I again speaking to to my limited knowledge of of auditions, you know I would think when you audition for a traditional acting gig like you know film, TV, etc., they already know what the character's kind of going to be and all that. But it sounds like with with video game, there's a degree of we basically have like three bullet points that we we know where what, he's got to be a colonel. Is I'm assuming maybe they came to you and said he's got to be Latino and he's six feet tall. Like maybe they just had like some type of very basic. But then it really does come down to the actor, right? I mean, again, just based on on how I'm interpreting what, what you're saying, it's not just 
a casting. It's you, you, you are inhabiting this character in a way that probably other acting roles don't. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Well, what I can tell you is that I had spent years, again, struggling as an actor and just trying to book mostly voiceover work, really, especially at the was, I was going to ask you a lot about voiceover because that's another world I don't know anything about. I really just do. I mean, that's changing. I'm working with a new manager now. We're opening up doors and, and things are definitely getting better. But uh, since the pandemic, I really just focused on voiceover. And I said, hey, this is you know going to help me make some money what would be the best thing that I can do with voiceover? And I said, well, I want to book like a motion capture role. You know, I want to book a, I want to book a video game role, something that's, that is, that I'm really going to be able to bring out my skill because not that you don't do that with voiceover day-to-day stuff, but you do get to, again, create this role from the ground up. I hadn't had that type of freedom since I was, I don't man, like at New World or at FIU doing theater there, you know, where I would be given a few weeks at a time, right. months in this case, to work on this role and build it. And I was like, man, now I really feel like I'm acting. I'm not just doing a one or two day gig that I'm using my skill and placing it in something so specific that they want me to do. Now I'm being told, hey, this is, this is the criteria. Like you said, there's certain specifications, but we want to see what you can bring as the actor. And I didn't know, I mean, I was just naive. So I showed up to day one of Call of Duty with all these bold choices, thinking, let's hope they let me do all this stuff. I got a weird voice. I got this. I got these ideas that I want to meet in the middle. But I felt like they were so far off. And they weren't. I showed up and they were like, yeah, keep doing it. We love it. The worst thing that could happen is they tell you, no, do it this way. I mean, however, I had prepared for weeks. So when I showed up, it was kind of, uh, it was, it was, you know, it was, I just had faith, hopefully, that they wouldn't tell me, hey, can you just drop the voice? I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's, that, <laughs> that affects the walk, that I affects know, everything. Yeah, wait a minute, yeah. what? Uh, but they didn't, you know, they, they, they worked with me and, and we just built upon that. And then eventually it became, because they, kind of like a TV show, they know the story in the very beginning when we start the game. But they will write the scene dependent upon whatever, you know, as we go along. So it became to a point that I would get the scenes back and I'd be like, hey, I'd look at the writer and the director and be like, you guys are you guys are writing stuff for me. Like you definitely uh, we're, we're meeting somewhere in the middle. And then I feel like a collaborator. And when you are coming from being a struggling actor, working shit jobs and then you are collaborating with the creators of the biggest game franchise yeah. in the world you, and you're the lead or one of the leads you feel great man you feel like hey these people have they're 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 giving me a lot of responsibility and they believe in me and because i felt that i really just worked extra hard as if it was going to be the last gig i ever did but that makes sense to me because you felt an ownership of it it, it wasn't just Oh, by the time you finished or, or were in the middle of it, it wasn't just a role that could have gone to anybody else. It was your role, and and you had a part in in, in creating it. I mean, I I, I do want to ask, you know, because obviously just based on based on the name, your you know your character is Latino, and that's one of the big things that we're all about on this show is representation. You know, making sure that it's it's authentic and and having really just met. I mean, we met briefly at Croqueta Palooza, but. I was in the middle of frying chicken, and you were in the middle of Nirvana. Uh, I, I had like five croquetas in my mouth. Eating, yeah, it was it was a little odd, um, that, you know, getting that croqueta spittle off my face when you said hello. But, um, you know, 
just from meeting you though, the one thing I've noticed is you know you wear your identity, you wear your 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 cubanity to to crib from Martha Darby on your sleeve. I mean, literally on your bicep. That's like made in Dade. Like I, you know, I you you can't get more. This is who I am. That's the vibe I get off of you, and I mean that in the in the biggest complimentary way possible. Did you imbue the character with that, or did they already come to you with the character is this, or was it just a Latin name, and then you kind of went, you know what I mean? Like, how did that, you know, um, expand? You know, how did how did that progress? So they originally they said this character one of the specifications i got was that he was i don't know if the audition because the audition doesn't say it's call of duty the names are different oh, it's the all script blind is a little yeah of course they don't tell you what are you doing so uh everything was all different i'm i think they might have said uh that he was maybe just latin that he was like a latin uh american uh like counter terrorist specialist uh maybe colonel but that he works, he's one of, he works in a unit that is one of the only units that works with uh, the Western Hemisphere. So they gave me some specifications like that. Um, Pero por arribita. Por arribita, yeah, that's it. That's really it. Wow, and so all of it is is you. Uh, the, you know, the, the, that character, like, bringing whatever Latino-ness is, is in, even if it's not to the forefront, right? Because I think that's one of the things people don't realize is you can play a Latino character without showing up and just walking through a door and being like, Acere! You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. You, there, there are ways to imbue it and there are choices that you make where it's like, well, it's something as simple as, I'm not, I, I apologize, I did not play a game, but and I don't think this would come up, but a Latino wouldn't walk into a room and shake hands. No, with maybe. people, they'd, they'd maybe lean in for a hug or yeah. if it's, you know, people, they, they'd, they'd kiss a greeting, right? Sometimes it's things like that that you bring to a character yeah. that is not overt, but if you know, you know. Well, also here's the thing, though it's 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 a different Mexican culture is different from Cuban culture, right? So it's aside from just doing the act, like different doing a different accent or a different way of sounding and a different rhythm and tone and voice. It's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of upbringing, and it's all of that. So that was something that I definitely kept in mind. I was try. I was as specific as I could be with saying, "Hey, this is the this is a." you know, a Mexican right, colonel. Character, yeah. He's not he's not Cuban. We do right. things completely different. We're Caribeños, you know. Um, but there definitely is a sense of swagger and just straight up cojones <laughs> that I felt like I wanted to bring to the character so that every Latino can say, yo, that's my hero that represents me as a Latino. Right. And I do, man. I get, and I'm so humbled every time because I get, I hear from Mexicans, but I hear from people from all over, from the Caribbean, from South America, Central America. I hear even from Brazil. I mean, I hear people who uh, are saying, yo, you gave us that, that hero that we were wondering where the hell they were. We, people who have been playing this franchise since they were younger, you have, you know, guys who are coming up to me in their mid twenties, thirties and saying, yo man, I always wonder why the hell there was just all these Scottish guys and all these English guys who were badass, who were badass. But why were they only Scottish or British? But yeah. where, where's the Spanish speaking guy? Where's the guy, you know, because hell, you know, Latin, we know Latinos yeah. know, yeah. Latinos do things a little better than everybody I else. Mean, we it's do not a, a brag when it's truth. Come on, bro. It's 
not a brag when it's the truth. So the Latinos knew that. I knew that. And uh, and we all felt it. And I'm just I'm so honored and humbled that I get to be that guy for them. Yeah. No. And, and, and hell, it paid off, you know. And, and I mean, again, you were nominated for an Oscar of video games. You know, that that's a that definitely shows you you you've made the right choices. Um in your in your performance wanted to shift gears a little bit because i like i said we're kind of going to go a little backwards you also mentioned that you do a lot of voiceover i know you recently um i think your most recent voiceover credit was with bleach um at least per imdb that could be completely wrong as i have learned many interviews now where i bring up people's wikipedia and shit <laughs> and they'll be like that wasn't me that yeah. was and i'll be like the name of the show is clorox get it straight right exactly <laughs> it's like this was fa and yeah. uh, it was not bleach <laughs> but um you know you you're you're really at this point you've been part of like these two huge franchises i mean cuz I mean, call of duty is call of duty like that doesn't need to be explained but bleach is pretty fucking huge too like you know what's funny about bleach is that i i was told that hey we you know i was given that audition for that role and i go oh, okay and i booked it and i was like oh cool I didn't know. You had no idea. I had no idea. And that was the week, I think, after that the game came out. So I was already kind of just getting all this attention right, as right. Alejandro Vargas. And then all of a sudden I started to get this attention for Bleach. And I had all these f fans who were following me because of Bleach. They have no idea what the hell Call of Duty was or cared about it. They Anime just said, fans hey, are rabid, son. Yeah, they are, man. <laughs> and and then I was like, oh. And I'm really glad that happened, too, because it, 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 I was like, wait a minute, there's such a huge fan base for this. I'm not going to let these people down. So not that I wasn't going to take it seriously, but I just paid a little bit extra care, TLC, and attention to to it because of that reason. And, of course, now it's something that is going to continue and that it's like I'm just voicing that role from now on, respectively, because the last guy did an incredible job. Uh, but yeah, I'm honored, <laughs> and I'm and and now sure. you can never go to another Comic Con again incognito. That's I, 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 well, you know what's great. You know what's great is that I've I've never been to a Comic Con, any of them, and I'm going for the first time with my brother Danny in July. So we're going to the San Diego Comic Con. Fuck you. Which all is right, like I said with all the love in the world here. As somebody who in, who invited you to the house I'm staying in, I said this with all the love. Fuck you. You're going to Comic-Con. Like, you, you went from going to none to going yeah. to the grandfather the of all Mecca. Yeah, like, yo, I've been wanting to go. Since I was, like, yay big, I've been wanting to go to Comic-Con. And you've gone from zero to a thousand. Well, it's my brother who really, you know, kind of pulled my arm. But I, I was like, you know what? Sure, man. I, we're just going as guests. I don't have, like, a table or right, any right. signing or anything. But I... Uh, of course, I'm. I'm you not really doing panels or nothing. No, not not doing anything. Just kind of going there to meet all of my favorite voice actors because that's like the voice actor mecca. You have all these people who are. I know that voice. I know that mm -hmm. voice. Well, they're all there, and I know their face because I'm. You know, they're, they're a voice right. actor as well. So I'm excited to do that, and I'm also excited to meet all the fans. Just meet anybody. I've had people reach out to me and say, "Yo, I'm cosplaying as Alejandro," and I'm like, "Okay, well, let's see if." That oh, you're happens. a cosplay now. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna. You, you've made it, sir. Uh, yeah. Like that's that's the pinnacle. Like because now, no, no. And let me be clear. I know you're you're you know you're the voice actor for for the character in Bleach, but you've got double cosplay now, sir. Because you got people going as Alejandro, and you've got you know those anime fans going cosplay too. So you've made it like to the nth degree yeah. as far as comic cons are concerned. Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. And it's awesome, man. And um, I love meeting fans. I think Comic Con, uh, I, you know, it's I, we've always thought that like 
people who do cosplay, you know, people, a lot of people will say, well, they're, you know, that's so weird. People will dress up and all these crazy costumes and go, well, I'm, I mean, I professionally get into costume and play pretend. That's what I do. I'm an actor. So I, I, I'm like, think all these cosplay people, these are like my tribe almost in yeah. a weird way. And you're the lucky one that gets paid to do it. I mean, I, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let, no, let's just, face it, right? I just like, get paid to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. I just take it to a, a science, scientific level. And yeah, man, I'm just really, I'm really excited to meet them and just to be part of that. And, and again, like I'd be lying if I didn't say that it's not going to be as special my first time because hello, I am going as, you know, after all the success of the of baby's first comic con, <laughs> baby, yeah, baby's kinda, first comic con. Yeah, the much. only advice I will give you is make sure you have hand sanitizer. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Con crud is real. You because it's a pack space, a lot of people. It's very easy to get sick. It's ver- so just be mindful of that. That's my only piece of advice I would give to anybody going to a con for the oh. first time. Hand sanitizer is your friend. Bubble suit. That's what I'm going to cosplay. Uh, as. I mean, if you've got a hazmat, you know, uh, hazmat man. I don't know if that's Breaking a thing. Bad, but, we'll but, do but, it. Right, there you go. Breaking Bad. See, that's why you're the actor. <laughs> you know, you know better than I uh, what to show up as. So. You know, I love that you said, you know, you know, the voiceover world. And I've always thought to me that that's such an underappreciated acting gig. I think people just always kind of assume and maybe it's a throwback to when, you know, the cartoons. I don't know how old you are, but when when I was growing up in the 80s, you know, cartoon voices were not the best. You know, for every Mel Blanc, you had a Joe Schmo, right, who was just kind of doing what they could. I mean, I'm not going to take away from, from the effort. You had a million Joe Schmoes for every Mel Blanc. Right. But it wasn't at the level that I feel voice acting has has turned into. And, I, and I'll, I'll say, I think it, on my personal level, I think it kind of started with Andrea Romano with, you know, the work she was doing with the whole, like, Batman animated series and, and that entire DC animated, you know, rollout of Superman, Justice League, etc. I think voice acting nowadays is so nuanced. What do you find are the challenges as a voice actor, because you've done several at, at this point, that maybe people don't realize, or that's even more challenging than you know than, than putting on a mocap suit and, and doing Call of Duty. Yeah, I think voice acting is honestly just as difficult to get into and work as a working actor as TV and film. A lot of actors, I know myself, thought the same thing. You get into voiceover and you think, hey. 
I'm going to make money. It's like saying like, when, you know, it's when I was in Miami and I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do TV and film. I'll do some soap operas first. I'll, I'll make it. That's as a, easy. Let's do, let's do the soap star stuff. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. You say you're going to do voiceovers. You're going to do cartoon voices. People aspire to do cartoon voices and the people who do them get paid very well and they get called back to do them. So it is just like doing it in TV and film. You have to train. You have to take classes. You have to, you know, you have to invest in your company and your business. You got to make a demo reel and you got to send that out and you got to put in the work and you have to, you know, just have the the faith that it's going to happen as well. It is definitely a very cool world. It is, it is, it, and it's really comfortable and sweet. I'm in a t-shirt and sweatpants <laughs> and right now and I have... I'm dressed up. If I were to go to a voiceover session, yeah. I would be like, wait a minute, where's La, where's La Turusa? Like, let's go, así, pero like in, with sandals and everything. <laughs> and of course, because you are, and during the pandemic, a lot of people thought, hey, you're not going to be able to find work. Honestly, my voiceover work, that's when it really, that's when I started to become full-time voice actor was Makes around sense. that time because you had all this stuff that was on Netflix that could have been, uh, in my case, you know, I do a lot of uh, English dubbing and they weren't going to record more stuff, uh, you know, because of the pandemic. They just put a halt on everything. So Netflix and all these other people said, hey, let's release these shows in English. Let's just dub them and get really good actors to really dub them well. Smart. Not like old school 70s kung fu style. Now they have really good directors, really good engineers and really good actors to dub that sort of stuff. So there's little pockets of work like dubbing like animation, like commercials in Spanish and English and audiobooks. There's all these different branches of the voiceover tree for work. But again, you have to just seek that work out and you got to work hard like anybody else. You can't just expect that, hey, I'm an actor. I want to do audiobooks because there's guys that are doing audiobooks that they sound like the guy who reads Lord of the Rings to you and you don't, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, and, and I think it's it's... It you know, it's it's cool that you, it, it's funny that you say, you know, oh, yeah, I'll just go do voiceover work. I'll just go do soap opera work where I think, you know, what people don't realize is voiceover work. Not anybody can just read something off a page. You have to you have to imbue the personality with just your voice. You do not have the benefit of a costume of your hands, of, of a walk, of a, of, a, of a, you know, a dance. I don't know, whatever. It's, you really have to communicate everything. And again, I will say this, and I've said this on the show, we've had, um, you know, we've had former soap actors. That's harder too, because if you're lucky, what, they give you a second take, maybe? And you got to film 6,000 scenes in like a day and a half? Soaps? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. So, like, when people say, you know, the mentality, like you were saying, like, I have a soap opera. That's easy. Everybody can be on a soap opera. It's like, no way. No, no. Because aside from having to be good at what you do, just as an actor, you got to be able to, like, do it quick. So, it's not just doing it well. It's you got to hit the mark and go and keep going because you've still got to film six months worth of shit in the week, you know? I, I was it's on, crazy. I was on set for a soap uh, a few times. And every it was so fast. Everything moves so quickly. I remember they get in there. Okay, get in there. Do your thing. We're gonna set up. All right, now act. Do it. All right, you're done. I go wait, what? Huh? Hi, I'm done. Yeah, I, I sneezed in that take. Can I we? didn't know what I said. Wait a minute. I didn't think I got the line right. No, you're good. Go. And that's how it is. So it's it's yeah, it's super quick. And but you know, soap actors. I would imagine that 
it's kind of cool to go in there and go, that's like a nine to five acting job, you know? However, I can't sit still in one place for too long. So I have, like, I'm already like, I, 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 not that I want to leave Alejandro Vargas, but I'm already looking for the next guy, you know, because I, it's like, I just need to keep moving, moving and moving. And I, that's also not, the reality of your business. Though. Oh yeah. No, I couldn't keep it. When I was younger, I couldn't keep a job for very long because not because I was a poor worker, just, I couldn't, I just get bored, man. <laughs> So that's why I'm an actor too. Yeah, I gotta just keep moving from character to character, personality to personality. So, all right, like you mentioned, New World. You mentioned FIU. So take us back to like you know, young young Alancito. Like, when did you realize this is what I want to do, and that this is what I could do? Because it's one thing to want to do something, right? Like I want to fly. I can't fly. Like it's just not a. It's just not real. Um. What was that moment? Because, you know, you went to New World, so I'm thinking pretty young. You you thought to yourself, this is a craft. This is something I want to pursue. Yeah, I was always just entertaining my family, you know, like a lot of actors, a lot of performers. They're just, oh, I'm, I was the kid who was like, where's the Spider-Man costume in April? Me throw right around. I used to run around and as a little kid, man, like, Four years old in Cosmosillo, Tidy Whities, with an Indiana Jones leather whip that was given to me a hat and boots. And I was just walking around a four-year-old in Cosmosillo whipping my abuela and abuelo. And and as dangerous as that may seem, I was gonna that say, little kid. <laughs> a, yeah, I know. That was a little, you know, maybe maybe they should have taken the whip away from you before. Yeah. Figures, right? yeah, yeah. So that essentially kind of just that need to just kind of perform and play and play pretend. And I was always playing with action figures and funny enough, making my own little voices and making little movies. So it wasn't until uh, sixth grade that I had the opportunity to go to Southwood's, uh, you know, forget the full name, Southwood Center for the Arts. Uh, study. Southwood is a magnet school. It's a magnet junior high. And I forgot exactly where it is, but uh they it's basically half elective half magnet so they have drama they have dance they have music and yeah i did you know you do three hours of of your acting you know drama sounds like fun so it was great because i at the time i didn't know i didn't know that i wanted to be an actor i just knew that i liked acting and i was doing it there so your parents encouraged it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay, because that's hundred uh, percent. That, I mean, the fact that you went to the magnet school, right? That means that somebody, you know, your parents at some point had to sign off, right? Yeah. This wasn't you just doing a play at your neighbor's, you know, backyard. That amazes me, by the way, and that I, your Cuban parents were like, "A niño va a ser actor." Yeah, and what's funny is that what's funny is that they uh, wanted me to go to a good middle school. So they, the one that I, you know. Uh, was supposed to go to, I guess that wasn't that good. What area did you I had, uh Well, Country Walk. Oh, that's right, that's right. But my uh, my cousins had bad, uh, <laughs> they had really bad experiences of getting their shoes stolen at the, at the middle school I was supposed to go to. Yeah. So I didn't go. My mom was like, <laughs> why don't you go somewhere else? And I, I was the one who told them, hey, these people came to my my elementary school and they do acting. I want to I want to do that. So it was originally me that told them, "Hey, I want to I want." And my mom was like, "Yeah, of course." So I auditioned. I made it. And uh, three years later, New World said, "Hey, this is the next step." And I knew that New World was was big because it was the it's other, respected. Yeah, it's respected. Yeah, and I know that the other actors around me felt the same way. And when I got accepted i was like hey maybe i do have something so then that just i just never stopped from there man i went to fiu did theater 
and knew that I was a, always going to come to Los Angeles. So I didn't. So LA was always the goal. LA was always the goal. Yeah, I, I had thought about like studying elsewhere in a different college, but I had a scholarship to FIU. They were giving me money, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll get this piece of paper for mom." <laughs> and of course, I met so many great people yeah. at FIU and the professors, and it was it was exceptional. So, uh, but yeah, I did I did exactly what I said I was going to do and moved out. And you've been here now thirteen years. Thirteen years, twenty ten. Wow. And what would you what would you say is the biggest difference that, that you've experienced being out here compared to Miami? Okay. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Estamos entre familia. It's only a couple thousand listeners. It's Everybody a, that's <laughs> listening, chill out. I got maiden day tattooed on my arm. His I'm bona fides are not in question, caballero. Okay. okay. With that being said, everybody in Miami, calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> Blanket statement. Yes, and I'll and I will and I'm gonna tell you why. Because in Los Angeles, everybody is chill. Everybody's way more calmado. Everybody's just you. Lo cogen suave aquí, whereas they don't have to remind themselves to go hello suave. In Miami, you hear that all the time because nobody's doing it. So much aggression in Miami. And look, I get it. Like when people get out of Miami and go to Los Angeles or go somewhere else, they're like, if they're like a take a deep breath, they realize that they're in it. Because I get aggressive when I'm in Miami too. I go, I get it. Oh, so you, you feel the switch. Like I feel the switch not as much as before because like, I understand that I switch. So okay. I tell myself I'm not gonna switch. Okay. But yeah, there's that there's that energy of aggression in Miami. It's a Caribeño thing, I guess. I don't know, man. There's so much heat. So much heat, bro. You I'm not talking about the Miami heat. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know what it is, bro. But it's, <laughs> Lo me da no pone mal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, so that's definitely the big difference in Miami. Traffic sucks both ways. Miami sucks. You know, again, the aggressive drivers out there, they don't make it Yeah, at least easier. traffic here, it sucks, but the people seem to be nicer in traffic. Yeah. So it helps. Yeah, it's a little bit better. But, oh, man, I cannot go on without saying how much I miss the Cuban food in Miami. <laughs> that always has my heart. And well, you're a croqueta aficionado. Oh my God, I'm a croqueta aficionado. You I mean, we me? met at Croqueta Palooza. Like croqueta I, again, talking about bona fides, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and you know, my my parents always say stories of how my dad used to sit me at the counter of Versailles and feed me croquetas, multiple croquetas as a baby. So I have one. I've been eating them. Yeah, I mean, of course <laughs> not. Yeah, no, I've been eating them since day one, and. So that's one thing that definitely LA I wish had is not just Cuban food, but just uh, Cuban culture, man. You know, just like I miss my people, I miss my family, I miss all you aggressive ass people. You guys are my primos. That's the thing, you know. It's, uh, it's even with all that aggression, so just, bro. That's why we call our listeners pero primos. It's such a catch-all term, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, it's yeah. like a primo can be somebody who you've known for years. It could be somebody you met last week. It's just when when it hits, it hits. It, it, What's funny is when. when when we when I meet Cuban people out here, that's how it is. We're like, yo, primo. And even sometimes people from Miami that are like, if I meet, I have a friend of mine who's Colombian uh, and and from Miami. And, and when we, it's like we're primos when we see each other. We're like, oh, bro, what's going on? Hey, there's Cuban and there's five. Miami. Yeah, there's yeah. three or five. Three or five <laughs> but, it's, but it's so funny you say that because yeah, it yeah. it's a thing. And it's, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's, he's not from Miami, but he, he lived in Miami for a long time. And he says, he's like, I don't understand the 305 thing. It's like, you know, we do 305 day. We're 305 till we die. It's like, nobody in New York is being like, yo, I'm 212. Like, it's not a thing up there. But it, but you, you have to get it. If you get it, 
it just it's it throw a five till I die. I mean, it just it's it's there in the sentence. Funny you say. I almost I should have worn it too. I almost wore a shirt that has it's like a Flanagan shirt, but it's Flanders, and it says three oh five till I die. I have that shirt. I should almost wore. Of course, I have that shirt from three oh five Pride. Yeah, 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 a friend yeah. of the show. I almost wore it today. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there are pockets out here. Yeah. There are pockets of, of of Cubans, and um, like I heard like back when you know when. The, the the protest during the July seventh thing, you know, I heard there was, yeah, there was people out here. So it exists, which yeah, is yeah. which is very comforting to know that you know, no matter where we go <laughs> in the world, there's primos out there, of course, somewhere that you can you know congregate to and who understand the insanity that is our uh, our upbringing. There's a there's a I think I think you do it every year. There's a Cuban day at Dodger Stadium. There's like a Cuban game. I don't think they do it anymore. I don't think they're doing it anymore. No, no. We can we can we can talk about that off off oh, air. Man, I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it was a it was a thing for the longest time. Oh, it was awesome too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and because I asked about it actually because we were coming out, I was like, oh, by chance is it whatever? And they, and they were like, no, no. It was and a party. I, and man. I was like. Okay, I'll ask more questions later. And, they would have yeah. like a stage, a festival. Yeah, yeah, it was I remember thing. back when Yaciel Puig was playing, uh, it was a party, man. He it was like I, he I, he would be up on stage dancing, having beers, and I'd be like, "Isn't he about to play like in two hours?" <laughs> Super Guano, of course. That's how is. good he is. He does not need to prep. Damn it! I think he won that game too. Yeah. <laughs> he a home run for sure. I couldn't play that game sober, yeah. so he's already <laughs> leaps and bounds ahead of me, bro. Yeah. So what is next for you? I mean, I know you're out here, you're thriving, you know, and, and, and I know you probably even hate that question. All actors probably hate that question. Like, well, what's next? Because it's like, bro, I'm still enjoying, you know, the, the awesomeness that was the role. But, but you know, wh- wh- what do you see, even if it's not professional, like, what, what do you feel you're going next, you know? Um, what, what, what's the align well, he, trajectory? Yeah, so... Definitely, I'm I'm gonna start doing more TV and film. That was always the goal out here. Things slowed down. Now there's a writer strike. Yeah, there's a writer strike. There's a writer strike, but you know what? That doesn't mean that the right people can't still see you. There's stuff. There isn't stuff being written, but when that stuff is written, you want to be one of the people that gets in the door. So right now, that Call of Duty is hot. Right now, that my operator. Or my character has been released. I mean, it's I, I I keep telling this new manager that I'm working with, like, hey, if you Google Call of Duty, first face you'll see right now for the next few weeks is me. So make sure that you are constantly telling people about that, just so that I can better promote myself, my business. And when you know your worth, you know your worth. I was say, you you sound just very like business savvy, and I and I wonder how many people in the acting you know industry understand that. The, the way that you seem to because there's the love of the art but at the end of the day it's a business and and you just kind of seem to like understand that element of it as well yeah well because people can become the greatest it's like it's like uh i look at acting a lot like like sports you know you can become the greatest athlete in the world you can be the michael jordan of basketball but if you don't play professionally and you nobody if you just play in a court and you're in la casa nobody's going to know that you're that great or nobody, you're not going to be able to play those games that you deserve to play. So I work really hard on my skill and on the art. And that at the end of the day is number one. Like it's not the looks, it's not the muscle, it's not anything. It's just, it is the, the acting and the emotion and the experiences that you've had in your life that you bring to your art as an art, as a visual artist would, as a musician would, and definitely as an actor would. But at the same time, you know, 
you have to, yeah, you have to have that business sense and you have to be relentless when it comes to it because everybody else is trying to do it. And those that have sometimes have the bigger, you know, better business sense, they're going to be the ones that work. And when you're sitting at home wondering why the guy is not, who was working your character is not as good as you or or right. or you're one and you're thinking and that's not there's nothing wrong in thinking that there's nothing wrong in you thinking hey man i'm good i work hard i need to be up there and you know what that's great because he'll still be up there and you have your piece of the pie too it's not the same one so yeah. you need to just get in there muscle your way in and in a few years you're gonna be like yo this guy did it man well, sir, you're already doing it. Oh, thank and, you, you know, and, and to your point, you know, he can have his piece of the pie. You'll have a piece of flung and everybody oh, will and everybody will be happy. Right. Okay. <laughs> Why you got to bring up things that I can't just walk out the door and get sorry, here in Los sorry, Angeles? Sorry. Why? Is that yeah, the problem? Yeah, I can't get it ever here. You're, <laughs> at least, you're at least going back and you can get as much of okay. it when you want to. All right. So. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take back my statement. Yeah, then. Yeah, fine, yeah. fine, 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 fine. But oh, yeah, man, like, again. Legit, thank you so much for coming out here. I, you know, I know you're probably ridiculous busy. We always say here, it's like, you know, yeah, we're just getting like half an hour. And before we even started recording, we had realized the half an hour had passed of just literally having coffee and talking shit, you know, before, yeah, before even starting. So I really do appreciate you taking the time, you know, to just come out here and meet with us. And I know there's more coming from you, but I will say that what you've put out so far is so, you know, it, it, it just demonstrates that, you know, a kid from Miami can dream and actually achieve goals. And I really do hope that that more and more people continue to look up to you and, and see that evolution because, you know, you're not a, to use the term, you're not a Nepo baby. You're not, you know what I mean? Like you literally showed up here, I'm assuming with like, you know, two suitcases and a dream, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. As they used to say. And you know you, you're you're doing it. You're kicking ass, bro. So so thank and thank you for for doing it on behalf of you know all us back in Miami. Of course, man. Thank you, brother. Pero let me tell you is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme Pero let me tell you freestyle is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 